0: Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Mishal Languages podcast. Today I would like to talk about what I learned during 2020. So, um, before deep diving into the language learning stuff that I would like to share with you in this episode, I would like to give you a small background on my 2020. So 2020, you know, was a particular year, the pandemic, the quarantine, we had to stay at home, I couldn't visit my parents that often, Um, all my classes went online, you know, the stuff that we all went through. But in 2020, I actually achieved a couple of goals. I succeed a little bit, you know. And I felt so happy um, sometimes uh, during 2020 because I actually managed to graduate from the undergrad. Which is linguistics and cultural mediation originally i was meant to graduate in july and then i had to postpone it uh, to october because of the pandemic situation and i also managed to pass the entry test for the master degree so basically the two most important things that were on my to-do list for 2020 were all completed i ticked Of the the boxes from my um, bullet journal, (laughs) I don't know. I hope you like this metaphor. Um, Anyway, um, regarding language learning, um, 2020 was a mm, not so great year because, to be honest, I didn't set that many goals. The only thing that that was in my mind actually was to pass the exams in order to graduate with a decent. with a decent mark, so I was not really aiming for great marks, I was just hoping to pass them as fast as I could. But the only thing that I really planned, more or less, or at least I had an idea in my mind, was to reach the N3 level, so to start the N3 level in Japanese, which basically happened, but not in the way I wanted, because I feel that I still lack a lot of things in my and for level of Japanese, so I'm working on N3 and and at the same time reviewing N4 stuff through ToBira. But I feel that I'm that I'm advancing, I'm improving, and this is what really makes me happy. And that's it. So you know, it was a bittersweet year for many things. But during 2020, there were. Five things that I really learned that really helped me and are helping me nowadays uh, for my language learning journey. So um, the first one is a very was a very discussed topic, especially um, during December 2020 and also um, last month, so January 2021, which were which is yearly goals. Uh, many other creators uh, share their point of view about yearly goals, and we. actually learn that they really do not work. At least um, if you plan too much um, on a yearly basis it's gonna be really difficult because as we could see in 2020 everything everything can change in just a couple of weeks. So uh, many people suggest to divide the year in quarters in order to be more focused or others on in semesters so basically I I decided to go with different approaches um, so for Korean I think on a six month uh, basis so on semester and with Japanese basically I have no substantial plan I just go by every day every week I plan small goals in order to stay uh, accountable in order to improve and to motivate myself because if I plan too much, especially in terms of time, so if I plan like on a monthly basis I feel completely overwhelmed. I prefer to plan on a weekly basis for Japanese. Uh, Spanish mm, doesn't really need that much um, plan planning, it doesn't really need that much planning Especially because I'm just taking weekly classes, weekly conversational classes. And when I can, I read um, Atomic Habits, but in Spanish. So, Habitos Atomicos. In order to, you know, reinforce my B2 level. Nothing more, nothing less. English, you know, I mainly study linguistics. So, I just um, try to keep up with the classes. So, yeah, your early goals are... A no-no thing for me, or <laughs> a no-no thing for many of us, actually in the language learning community. Mm, this second point can can be connected to the first one. So, what I would like to suggest you is to do not plan too much in detail for goals, but to focus more on routines. So, um, what I actually what I actually do also on a daily basis is to check out my routine. Uh, What I was thinking for the week, so I check out, for example, today is Tuesday and I look at the things that I imagine that I could do, that I can do, during a normal Tuesday day. Sorry, I was just saying, I was going to say Thursday, but Tuesday and Thursday are very similar. In Italian they're completely different, so... So, um, yeah, I try to focus more on routines, on building uh, an effective routine, but what I really like about creating routines is that I create routines based on tasks. So what happens? For example, when I have no motivation or I need to study and to focus more on university stuff, I just take away a task or when I have free time, I can import more tasks what really happens with focusing on routines is that you, you are completely flexible and You have a certain amount of things to do, but you can change them. You can postpone them. So, um, It's like having a vision board and you just move all the things around Once you're okay with what you planned. I don't know if it makes sense, but I think that if you use a specific vision uh, like the ones that notion allows you to use um, it can be really really helpful in order to imagine what you can do during a day and if you cannot do everything that you planned out Originally, you can just move the things around No one is giving you pressure. No one is putting you pressure on this So yeah, I really suggest you to focus more on routines And this is what I learned during 2020 because it helps you to set your direction But it helps you to stay flexible as well then Third thing, it's okay to go on heroes with your main languages. So, if, you, if you're if you learning multiple languages, you already know how this works. So, you have the main languages or at least one main target language and then all the others. And you don't have to feel guilty if sometimes you think that it's okay to go on heroes with your main target language because I do it myself. After every Japanese exam I take at university, I always take at least a one month here is, from active studying. So I just heavily rely on watching anime, on music, or reading stuff around the internet, like for example Instagram captions from my favorite Japanese accounts, but I don't have any kind of books. Maybe I revise some stuff, but I don't study, basically, I just immerse myself. And it's okay, because sometimes we need time to uh, reflect on what, we, on what we did during the year. So it's okay to go on here just, and you don't have to feel guilty, okay? Then, this can be directly connected to the fourth point, which is uh, passive learning is more powerful than you think. And it's true because through passive learning, you actually see, especially when you're watching TV shows or when you're listening to a podcast. So when you hear stuff, especially, but also when you read, but I I find this method particularly um, effective with listening. Um, Through passive learning, you can actually see what you can understand. You actually measure what you're learning The stage in which you are at the moment with your language learning journey. And it's incredible because um, I would like to give you a personal fun fact. My boyfriend actually introduced me to Hunter Hunter uh, last year, almost one year ago. And um, through Hunter Hunter, I actually could recognize some different structures that were. that were taught to me during the third year of university, which was incredible. And I also recognized Keigo, which was really, really important for my test, both entry test and both um, the, the final exam for Japanese. So you know, passive learning is more powerful than anything because it actually helps you to measure your study level or your level in language. Hope it makes sense. <laughs> then last but not least, language lettering is a lifesaver and a funnier way to ne- to learn languages. Um yeah I discovered language lettering um last November. Well October because I was doing research for uh Japanese books in Ireland that help that help you learn Korean um in October and then I actually started learning Korean from this November. So yeah, uh, language lettering is a lifesaver, especially if you are planning to learn languages that are similar to each other, like in this case Japanese and Korean, or I can suggest you learning Italian through Spanish, or learning French from Spanish, or Spanish um, from Portuguese, you know, all these mix mixes, you know. If you're planning to learn similar languages, I highly recommend to use language lettering, Obviously, if you already know one language that is similar to your new target language. For example, if you're an intermediate uh, in, I don't know, Russian, I think that you can take on Polish without um, without many problems, you know, or any other language that is in the, um, I don't know how to say, Slavic feminine language? I think so because in Italian we call them lingua slave and I was not sure about the technical term in English. I hope you can forgive me. Anyway, I would like to thank you for joining me once again into this podcast. I really hope you can forgive me if my English is not perfect, but as you already probably may know, I'm not a native English speaker, so sometimes I stumble, I try to correct myself and you know, consider this podcast as if you were chatting with me, like I was your friend, or maybe I am your friend. I don't know who you are, my dear listener. (laughs) So, thank you so much guys again, and see you next week. Bye!